Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Universa. How are you, Gene? Doing, doing fine. Doing fine. Good to hear your voice again. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to hear you too, my friend. How are things over uh, uh, Casa de Aversa? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Just uh, just trying to stay productive. I'm writing a lot. I'm reading a lot. I read the entire late 90s Batman arcs my friend's stepdad lent me like every single Batman graphic novel is that a is that an endorsement or are you just saying that no, happened and you want to forget like, about it this, this is just like what I'm doing to pass the time oh, okay like, okay, okay. But vain things I don't know, I, I mean I, I just I just don't know the, the the quality of 90 comics like fluctuates you know so. uh, some are good some are bad yeah, uh-huh, it happens. Whatever. I guess speaking of dated comic books and stories, so to tee up uh, the return of the Let's Talk About Movies section, if you go to our Patreon, you know that if you um, uh, subscribe to the, the $15 tier, you can recommend a movie for us to watch. Boy, did we let that one pile <laughs> up because now G and I, uh, when we're not doing these Hangout episodes, we will be recording weekly to fulfill those Patreon requests. Um, so head over to the Patreon if you're looking forward to that. And the very first one up, Gene, I think we can announce it, uh, will be the 1989 Punisher starring Dolph Lundgren. Did you know that existed before this? Uh, yes. Yes, I knew it existed because it's a Punisher movie where he's not really the Punisher. He's just, like, he doesn't have a skull on his chest. It's just a dumb canon movie. <laughs> hey, hey. God bless canon films. Uh, All right. But uh, speaking of blessing wonderful people, places, and things, we're here to introduce our guest, uh, Felicia Mora. Is that the proper pronunciation? I can do that again if that's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. Okay. Um, Yes, I typically, it's Felicia, but I don't mind the other way. I used to have a problem with it when I was younger, but I think that has to do with the fact that I didn't speak Spanish growing up, so I thought it was odd. And I was like, no, this is my name. This is the way you pronounce it. But I'm totally cool with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Felicia Mora, welcome to the Waffle Press. You have been friends with Gene and I for a little bit now. And uh, we have worked on a couple things together. We, mm-hmm. We've gone to a couple affairs together. And uh, you're always a welcome presence in both of our lives. How are you doing? What, what's going on in the world of Felicia in these crazy times well thank you um i am working still luckily i'm very lucky to um have a job a full-time job so um i've transitioned to working from home which has been a little bit tedious uh you know but i'm I'm not going to complain because i i do have a steady income um so i'm i'm happy and i'm definitely content um but Outside of work, I have been uh, reading. I've been cleaning a lot. I got rid of so many things. Um, my space looks a lot more open now, so I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I got rid of a lot of a lot of things that I don't need and I don't use. So um, I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's that? That Netflix lady, um, Marie Marie Kondo. Yeah, yeah, I love her. That's that's like a whole great philosophy, I guess, for people that don't know, is that uh, she she recommends people basically get rid of things that does that does not bring them joy, 
And it's yeah. just like a simple little thing that you don't really think about. And you're like, oh, yeah, this does not bring me joy. And yeah. I don't know. I, 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 think that, I think that's great. Um, yes, definitely. Practicing minimalism. We don't need all these things. So I think it's really great. And I'm starting to like actually like I have pictures that I haven't put up. And I was actually trying to buy some frames so I can frame them and put them on my walls and make my space a lot more alive through through that aspect and and just kind of like finalizing things. And once I got rid of a lot of things that I didn't need anymore, I was like, oh, I have this whole space that I can utilize now. So it's been great. Yeah, like yeah. like on a, on a personal level, like I think and uh, uh, work in my best like environments when there is like less clutter around me too. So that, that's actually been very helpful. Like setting up like an office space for myself and not yeah. having to worry about a bunch of junk everywhere. Not that I, I've lived in like a pigsty or anything before, but you know, minimalism, it's, it's nice. No, yeah. less is more sometimes. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I moved recently. So I uh, got rid of a lot of stuff. The new room is, a lot cooler as well yeah yeah the yeah. new Costa de Jean is is very nice I, I I think it's a little depressing that we were all like talking up this eventual housewarming party we were trying to get you to throw <laughs> and then now it's like well that's that literally will never happen now but that's okay we're doing good we're all doing good and that's important so well, uh, wishing it's a delayed all... housewarming party yeah it's delayed it can still happen yeah, yeah, in uh, yeah, 2025. But wishing everyone who's who's listening uh, the best. I uh, hope you're all doing okay, taking care of each other, washing your hands, staying inside if possible, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Felicia, what what have you been watching lately? What are you reading lately? What's what are you using to kick back in this time? Um, so the book I'm reading now is I'm I'm currently reading Crazy Rich Asians. Ooh, so nice. um, I'm. I'm getting through it. I'm, I like it a lot. Uh, I watched the movie again like a month ago and I was like, oh, I have that book. So I should read it. And uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of, I have a lot of books that I have not gotten through and I just, I'm trying to, to get, get to finally reading them. And um, I recently read Gabriel Mar- Garcia Marquez's uh, Tales of My Melancholy Horse. I think is the the official title. I might have missed a word there, but um, I thought that book was really great. Um, he's funny and sarcastic and self-deprecating, and I think it's awesome and the way that he explains things. So it was really good. It was short, and I got through it fairly quickly. And um, you know, Latino author, so you know, I'm, I'm I was really happy to finally read something of his. So it was really good. I don't know if you guys mm. have read that book. I, I have not, but uh, we can use that to springboard to the main topic of this episode. Uh, but really quick, I also want to talk a little bit about, Gene, are you reading anything? We don't really talk about books too often on this show, but I think, why not? It's, there's no rules anymore. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be loose cannons. Uh, yeah, I was, I was besides the, all those Batman graphic novels, um, I was reading uh, Catch-22 finally got around to reading that it's one of the books i always wanted to read told myself i'd read and now i'm finally reading it um you know <laughs> i have the time and i was reading stranger in a strange land by robert a highland which is uh interesting all those hard sci-fi 
authors trying to pick up more because uh, they have a lot of interesting ideas. Just uh, they did a lot of drugs though, so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, all all um, the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which yeah, you do not yeah, endorse. This... <laughs> no, just want to no. say that really quick. Yeah. Uh, I am reading uh, Sculpting in Time by about uh, the book about Andrei Tarkovsky uh, mm-hmm. which is dense and I, I, it's for the Tarkovsky diehards don't, don't read it before <laughs> watching any Tarkovsky movies if you watch like Stalker and you're like this isn't for me I wouldn't recommend it but if you're like <laughs> me and you're like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me you, you gotta read it. It's fascinating. Um, very fascinating life of the filmmaker who went through the whole uh, basically new wave of Russian cinema before or after the downfall of the Soviet Union and lots, lots of stuff to get into there. Really fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it but, a biography or autobiography or anything like that? Uh, no, not, not autobiography. I, th- I think it's... When was it, when was it released? It was released posthumously uh, after his obviously after his death, and um, it's just about his life and, and the, the films he did, but it's not like uh, uh, a top-to-bottom, like, everything you need to know about his personal life. It, it's about how his life connected to his films. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, very... I, I have enjoyed it immensely. Um, but speaking about connections to films, Felicia, you're coming from a background different than than gene and i uh obviously this is a movie discussion show and uh we grew up watching lots of films but uh you you mentioned something as we were going over show notes the other day that uh struck a chord with me in that you did not necessarily grow up watching movies and theaters were a relatively new experience for you this last decade and uh i just wondered what what that was like and what you'd like to share about that and how your perspective might be a little different on recent affairs. Yeah, of course. So um, as you both know, uh, I now work in a nonprofit social justice organization that focuses on um, representation of Latinos in film in front of and behind the camera. So um, getting involved more these past few years in, in this community and immersing myself um, out of necessity and desire at the same time um, has been really different for me. It's been a, a totally different experience um, getting involved in, in all of these things and meeting these actors and producers and all of these people behind the scenes who I get to interact with and, and build community with and talk about these things with. But at the same time, um, thing movies that you know, a lot of these people grew up with or influenced them in their lives. I didn't really experience those things because of uh, essentially um, a very strong religious upbringing that was very censored. So one of the rules in in the community that I grew up in was we weren't allowed to go to the theater. And um, I was allowed to watch movies. I was allowed to watch things at home. So it's not to say that I didn't watch anything. Um, but I feel like the movie going experience is a huge part of growing up, um, in the time period that we did. And and unfortunately I wasn't able to experience a lot of that. Actually, the first movie I remember seeing in the, in theaters, it was two, 
and because my dad is cheap. So he made sure that if we went to one, we were going to sneak into the other one. <laughs> so um, the first movie that I remember seeing was um, Nacho Libre and nice. Lilo and Stitch. Those were the mm. two movies I saw in the theater for the first time that I remember that day. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool. And I know that Jack Black is not Latino, but, you know, Nacho <laughs> Libre is based in, in yeah. Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, a, a luchador. So it was, it was cool to see that mm-hmm. um, on the big screen for the first time. So um, yeah, that definitely influenced a big part of my life. Um, and I know that another thing that I mentioned to you guys is that, uh, well, I guess going off of that, um, it, it made me, not that I was disinterested in, in entertainment or film, of course, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things impacted my life very much. But um, it wasn't as, like, a big of a deal to me. Because it was like, oh, I can't really go. It, so I'm not going to really, like, invest in a series of movies or something to that extent. You know, like, it, it kind of... Like, I didn't get to go to the midnight premieres like all my friends did. And I didn't get to do all of those little things and get really, like, involved in, like, dressing up for the movie. I didn't really know that was a thing until I was a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> and like people still did it as they they grew up so um it was it was interesting um and like I said um I mentioned to you guys that I wasn't allowed to watch uh Harry Potter that was that was one of the things that was very taboo and very like witchcraft and magic and evil and dark spirits and things like that so that wasn't when I was in elementary school um, I think we are we're all about the same age, so I think we're all in the same time yeah. here. But um, yeah, I remember my friends being obsessed to reading all of the books, going to every premiere, going like buying that, like dressing up at the char- as the characters every Halloween, which I also wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween, so <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. Oh, dress oh no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I remember those things being so influential in their lives, and I know that it still is. Um, I actually just last year watched all of the Harry Potters and I read, I think I read half of the books. I didn't finish. I have, I have all of them. I just haven't gotten to reading them yet. Um, since I wanted to switch it up a little bit, but, um, yeah, not knowing the history and not knowing if I was a Hufflepuff or, a you know, Ravenclaw <laughs> and not knowing what they were talking about. I remember the first time, um, going to work one day. And, you know, someone, one of my coworkers telling me that I was a muggle and I was like, what is that? I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> at all. And they explained it to me and they didn't explain it to me for a while because they wanted to, you know, they wanted to mess with me a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, I have no idea what that is, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, I, I uh, just out of curiosity, say, think, really quick, uh, uh, Felicia, are you Ravenclaw? Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, or Slytherin? I am a uh, mix between a Hufflepuff and a Ravenclaw. I think I'm more Hufflepuff than I am Ravenclaw. Yes, yes, good. We, we're a Hufflepuff mm-hmm. squad. Oh, are you? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm, That's uh, cool. I'm Gryffindor. Of course, you, you <laughs> jock. The, the Gryffindors yeah, uh... are jocks. They're uh-huh. they're the bros. Mm-hmm. The Hufflepuffs are chill. We just smoke weed and eat food. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm... Like, 
Oh no, I was just gonna say. I mean, uh, yeah, like uh, I mean, they're always uh, just somehow just winning at all the things. Like they, you ever watch those movies? It's kind of kind of bullshit with uh, Dumbledore just like awarding it to Gryffindor. Like here's twenty points for like stopping a stopping a basilisk. It has, like, yeah. nothing to do with uh, the or any of the <laughs> events. Oh, so there was some Dome favoritism there, huh? You're not feeling that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, sorry it's... we didn't discover the Nazi snake in the basement. You know, <laughs> like... <Yeah>. Goodness. <laughs> kind of grading on a curve there, man. Yeah. yeah. Sure. They're like, these are, like, dumb extracurricular activities. <laughs> that they just did. No one else did. Yeah. All their adventures. Darn, yeah. uh, darn Harry. Oh, no, I mean, in hindsight, though, the, the, the books and the film make it clear that Dumbledore is not, like, the most heartwarming guy, you know? He's not the most empathetic guy. He's kind of raising a kid to be sacrificed, so, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's not... It makes sense now. He's like, oh, I'm going to build up their egos, and then because he's gonna die anyways so might as well oh, hey, enjoy this she hasn't finished it Absolutely. she finished the movies i did finish oh, okay. the movies yeah oh, okay that yeah. you didn't finish okay no, 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 i did no, not no. finish the books i okay. will finish the books gotta get all those details yeah yeah of course of course uh <laughs> very very uh i guess in hindsight conflicting series yeah, the author, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I, I love Harry Potter, uh, even with its flaws, but it's it's got a special place in my heart for sure. Uh, and I I guess to, to go back to the the childhood experience of films, um, Gene and I are also big fans of Robert Rodriguez and the Spy Kids films. I have mm-hmm. compared them <laughs> to the Godfather trilogy, not completely ironically. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for like kids movies they're kind of like the peak for me in terms of like I saw them at a young age and I was like whoa they they yeah. they talk like me and, and my family <laughs> like whoa what this is like crazy and uh, I, in the show notes I just put Spy Kids unites us all and as I get older I just find that being more true you know I, I don't know how you <laughs> feel about that Felicia <laughs> Um, I definitely loved the movies and, you know, it's, it's funny cause I, I guess I didn't realize until I was older that all of these, all of these things, Selena, La Bamba, Spike, all these things with Latinos in it, they resonated with me. And that was definitely one of them, especially being a kid and watching kids I'm like, Oh, cool. Carmen. And what was his name? Jody, Jody, Juni, Juni and, you know, Antonio Banderas over here with his little mustache, like, <laughs> um with the accent like i you know i definitely do have family that i can relate to and what is it danny trejo's in it too right yeah yeah, yeah. danny That's trejo yeah looking like all my theos over here with the <laughs> short mustaches and the, <laughs> the yeah and the the accents so definitely resonated with me and seeing that they could be spies seeing that they could like do these really cool things like that was awesome that was so that was that was definitely a positive and i thought that was yeah definitely i i, I guess i never realized that it did have an impact on me because i do remember all of the movies clearly yeah, and mm. uh two things canonically 
their Theo Machete is the same one from the hard R rated franchise <laughs> Machete yeah. and Machete Kills. So <laughs> just wrap your mind around that one for a second. And two, um, <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, obviously there's like special effects stuff is dated and whatnot, but like uh, they're still ahead of their time because it's still uncommon to see like Latinx people, uh, especially an entire family, lead a a movie let alone a franchise like that you know yeah yeah you're right it is it is a franchise and i and i feel like a lot of people know those movies like we grew up i feel like it was like you know what channel was it on like i remember watching them Uh, on tv oh oh i don't know like like abc i think probably played them a lot because yeah they always used to have like the the family saturday or sunday night showing whatever yes yeah and then uh that's super mainstream. Everybody has access to that. So, I mean, what kid doesn't want to be a spy and you get to see, you know, brown kids be spies? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And, and then uh, the memes also blew up because <laughs> Spy Kids 2 has Steve Buscemi say this like legendary line reading of like, do you think God hides in heaven because he too fears what he created? And it's just like in the middle of a Spy Kids film. Like, what is. Like, it's hilarious, but it's also, like, very sincere in the film. I don't know. Memes, yeah. I think when something gets memed, for better or worse, it, it has, like, an entirely new life and perception mm-hmm. online. And once once something gets memed, you know it's, like, a big deal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Life. I know the, the George Lopez in that robot thing, his big face oh. there is, is one. So that was... That was a shark blowing lava girl. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's yes. right. <laughs> that one didn't do so well. No, but everyone has a lot of nostalgia for it now, even though they didn't, like, even if they didn't see it, because I didn't see that one. I've never you seen that movie that in full, but I know oh. that scene. And I know because of the, the meme culture around it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that movie either. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't like it as much as my kids. Yeah, no, no, there's... Uh, Gene and I talked about it on our Clone Wars episode, which everyone should also go check out. But uh, there's a little stretch where I kind of tapped out from my boy Robert Rodriguez, although he'll always have a special place in my heart for Spy Kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, where I feel like maybe I can kind of lag on catching up. No, no disrespect to one of my favorite filmmakers ever. But, you know, (laughs) movies are hard. They don't always work. Whatever, whatever. Uh, But speaking of uh, Robert Rodriguez, do do we have any favorite uh, Latinx filmmakers we'd like to highlight in this discussion? You know, I mean, I think uh, Gene's got a couple. Felicia, I know know at least Mm -hmm. one that we all agree on as well. Um, Apart from Robert Rodriguez, uh, Guillermo del Toro, who just won an Oscar a couple years ago. Uh, Like, what would be your favorite movie of his that you've seen. Oh man. Um I feel like I've seen let me see. Well, I saw, you know, Pan am I saying it the right one? Labyrinth. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Pan's Labyrinth was obviously I think it was really great. It was very beautiful. Um the the characters and all, everything in that. Um but Outside of that, you know, I've only seen, no, I've seen most of his movies. I'm not going to lie. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know if he's my favorite. I do like him a lot. I definitely, mm-hmm. no, 
I do go out of my way to see his work. I did, I made sure to go see The Shape of Water. I made sure to see. Um, did you guys see what is it? Scary Stories to Tell in Dark. Was I did. Yeah. You did yes. That was produced by him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a big. Well, not directing, but uh, just producing and producing. Okay, I remember his name being tied to it. Yeah, yeah. we'll be seeing that uh, a lot more in the future because of his Oscar win, and because uh, he's someone who also uh, is very—he's very humble. At least he, he, who knows? He, I don't know him in person. He—he he could be the worst person ever. I don't know, but like in in terms of like what we know about him, like from interviews and such, he—he he always goes out of his way to mention the works of other artists he really likes, and he—he's vouched for other artists to be able to be given the spotlight like he has because you know even though he's white passing he's he's still a, a mexican filmmaker and that's not easy to come up and be one of the most widely recognized and sought after uh artists in the industry so he's he's really um i think extending his hand right now to other up-and-coming filmmakers to give them a shot that he got and i got a lot of yeah. respect for that too yeah definitely, definitely. i hope uh you know, I hope to see a lot more American Latino productions come out of those things because I definitely want to want to see our community in that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not that I don't support Mexican filmmakers, of course. I want to see all of our community, but I think uh, Hollywood is here, and we definitely need more people being recognized who this is this is where we live this is our community we have the stories to tell and you need to be recognized for that and they tend to go to other countries instead of pulling from here yeah like ideally like everyone just gets a shot you know like it's just it's i don't know why it's such a controversial like thing that still feels like a struggle like it's 2020 the air is poisoned now why is this like even like a concern still this should have been solved like years ago <laughs> Why? I mean, we're, yeah. this is the topic of an entire podcast episode and <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> like like i was re-watching collateral which is not a film made by uh, a person of color and only mm-hmm. kind of has uh, latinx people in the background but even then there's like a scene in like a like a hispanic club yeah it's in and a it feels like era. Yeah, and it feels like revolutionary. Like it still feels like yeah, something someone, that you never see. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's two thousand four. The thing that gets me with that scene is like, you know, when they show LA, they don't. They just show like downtown, uh, the Diamond District. Uh, you know, like all the all the things. Like you know, then then it's just like Santa Monica. They said they never show like, you know, Pico Rivera or like Monterey Park and any television or film. And that's like the uh, epitome of like someone that knows the uh, city. So yeah. commend Michael Mann on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tom Cruise, definitely. Tom Cruise being in Pico Rivera—that's odd. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that, just weird to think about. Yeah, the outskirts of LA County, I guess, <laughs> is is where all of those. Well, where like a lot of us live and reside and have our lives, and it's like. These new shows, I don't know if you guys have watched Vida oh or Hentified or... Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's, oh. the one, what's the one with, like, the serial killer or something? Or, like, he goes to LA, the Netflix show? Oh, I'm I not. Heard of, 
I don't know that one. I Whoa. don't know that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like everyone was like making fun of how like genderfied it was, and like it's like if the someone that like wasn't from here wrote like a net like a a TV show about like uh, Los Angeles, it's like cause they don't they don't know it, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know that one, but mm. I feel like I'm okay not knowing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Yeah, like I was going to say, those shows are based specifically in East L.A., Boyle Heights, Mariachi Plaza. Mm. It's very specific. And I, I love that community. I love going there, especially oh, when yeah. I lived in Alhambra. It was 10 minutes away, so I used to yeah, go over there all the time. Yeah, when we used to be neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. I used to go over there all the time on Sundays, especially for like the street market that they have and just to get some food and, you know, listen to some music and go to the local, um, espacio, the local store right there and just be a part of the community. But that's not the only part of the community. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's very like to create this image of one sole place that we can exist or be in Boyle Heights East LA is very like it's like I don't know limiting I guess yeah. in a way to just say we only exist here and mm-hmm. that's it so yeah. we and I'm glad these stories are being created I really am mm-hmm. I thought Hentha Fight was great um uh, I have seen some of Vida, and I thought it was good. Um, but, and they're opening the doors. They're definitely opening the doors for other creations and other places. And we definitely need. Um, so, so hopefully that gets expanded. I, you know, we don't just live and exist in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be weird uh, of, a, of a poll, I guess. But, like... Um... I'm going to give a thank you to Michael Bay, even though he, he's definitely got problematic <laughs> stuff, but uh, he is some a filmmaker who has never just coded the America as like one coat of paint. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's got problems like all over the place with in terms of representation and like who gets the butt of his jokes. But like, look at the cast of every single one of his films, except like Pearl Harbor. Uh, they're all pretty diverse groups of people. And, uh, like, I was watching Six Underground, which is utterly insane and not for it anyone who doesn't like Bayhem. So don't... Yeah, this isn't a recommendation if you're not a Michael Bay fan. Don't worry. But, like, you know, that... <laughs> there, there's, like, everyone in that. <laughs> That's, like, awesome. And, and he gets pooped on. I mean, yeah. he's not, like, a perfect <laughs> filmmaker by any means, because... Mm-hmm. Like you just say the name and you know whether or not you like them, but I don't know. I just, I just thought that was interesting, and uh, yeah. And any other filmmakers we wanna we wanna highlight? I got I got a, a couple more really quick, but uh, sure. anyone else? Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say uh, why two? Um, the go-to would be uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Just mm-hmm. love uh, all his movies. You know, everything was great, and then. Um, Kind of a kind of like an underseen one. I was thinking about it. Um, I really enjoy uh, the work of Johan Vasquez, the creator of Invader Zim, who's a uh, animation. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Animation creator. Yeah, like uh, if the Enter the Forpus on um, the Invader Zim like finale, I guess it was. 
I don't even know. Question mark? Yeah, I don't know. Don't even make clear. But that was really good. Um, like it had closure to uh, to that. And like, uh, look at that show. Like uh, that was on Nickelodeon in the two thousands and had all this like dark humor, um, subversing all these young people's minds. And who uh, you know, came from a Hispanic uh, uh, person? Their their like imagination. You know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I didn't know that that was a Latino creator. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually yeah. really liked that show. So. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, okay. I'm so glad you got to watch that. Cause, yeah. Like, no one, no one saw it. No one saw yeah. it in school. I mean, I don't remember, like, the storylines necessarily, but I remember enjoying it when I was smaller. Yeah, I think it eats all the organs. Wait, what? <laughs> you like um, the one where Zim steals all the organs from all the kids? So he steals like a like this uh, to make himself healthier. I don't remember that. <laughs> but you know what? Well, it, that morbid. sounds about on track for the show. So that, I'm not even going to question that. I believe yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely believe that happened in that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. Shout out to Enter the Florpus, which Gene and I are big fans of. Uh, check it out on yeah. Netflix. I don't know why the series isn't on there to like lead up to that. Oh. But... Who knows? Yeah. And get the rights. Netflix, yeah. uh, I guess, it was counter programming all the nostalgic Disney shows. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. Oh, and then they did a. This is not a Latinx creator, but a Rocco's Modern Life, Rocco. which had a fantastic mm-hmm. final. I guess final movie that they I think also so. aired. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that was really good. Uh, just shout out to that. Yeah, and uh, and any any other up and comers you want to mention before uh, we head off to. The, the last little bit of business here? I don't think I have any right now. I wish I had more. Um, but I think that's part of the problem, right? We don't have many. So there's not yeah, many. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're listening yeah. kind of the, the bigger ones. But, I mean, at the same time, like, that's all that's presented, unfortunately. I mean, like, there huh. obviously there's a bunch of artists out there filming stuff on, on micro levels, too, and smaller levels. And they're, they're just as valid, obviously. But um, it does go to show that, like, you know, how many white filmmakers can we name off the back of our hand, you know? And that's <laughs> not to discredit, like, a, a yeah, lot yeah. of great work, obviously, but, like, also the fact that it's not an even playing field even now is, is something that we constantly have to work towards and make it an even playing field, you know? Even if that means not playing by everyone's rules all the time, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. I don't know if you guys read through those screenshots I sent, but... One of them was we have, I think last year we had four directors, four Latino directors out of, you know, a hundred and something plus uh, for mm. major movies, at least. And yeah, that was the uh, the next bit of business, if you'd like to, to walk us through that. Yeah, sure. I, um, I mean, we had, like I said, four and three of those were men. One was a woman. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> One out of over, <laughs> I want to say, almost 200 films that were majorly yeah. produced last year, That's, which is insane. It's so crazy to me that those are the people that, like, we're limited to, is we only get so many that we are allowed, and that's it. And... um I honestly don't even know what movies they were referencing. I was just looking at the directors, but I was just really taken aback by that. I was like, wow, we're not getting very far 
with these uh, these directors here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And you you also shared with us uh, on this. This was also on a report you did, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, uh, it was. Mm-hmm, yeah, putting together um, some information for my my team. Yeah, and uh, you listed the top ten films by Latinx audiences uh, in terms of both box office and uh, what, uh, what what Latinx communities came out to support it. Like what percentage of them? And the majority of them were horror films, but I'm just going to run them down really quickly. Uh, this is for t- 2019 again. So number one was The the Curse of La Llorona, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which I actually heard is really good and I haven't seen it yet. Miss uh, mm-hmm. Bala, The Addams Family, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Annabelle Comes Home, Child's Play, Ugly Dolls, Countdown, and Breakthrough. I have not seen those last three, but the other ones, I, I think I've seen most of them. I didn't see... Uh, La Llorona or Adam's family, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and you I, mentioned that horror is kind of the the go to for us. Yeah, and I found that really interesting. Um, I I didn't know that. I I think I looked up 2018 as well, and I don't remember the films, but I think horror was also the overarching theme for the year. So um, I wasn't raised on a lot of horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, the Leprechaun scared scared the crap out of me as a child so um horror was not uh i did not want to see any more things that were gonna feel like yeah. I, they were in my closet and gonna come after me so <laughs> me um i uh i i just thought that that was really cool um although i i didn't watch la llorona but uh it was a white lead for this yeah. story so that was definitely problematic and yeah, it was uh, linda cardinelli Yes. Yeah, I love you, Linda Cardellini. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I thought it, I thought it was really cool. And going, I'm just thinking of the movies that you said right now. And I did see Dora. Um, I thought Dora was actually really good. Um, I watched it, and they had some some references to. Uh, I want to say. Mayan, if I'm not mistaken, civilizations, and I think mm-hmm. that they did them, at least with the people that they represented in there. I thought they they used the the individuals well, um, and it was a majority Latino cast, which was really cool, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it was funny and it was actually entertaining. Like I thought it was funny. Uh, I took my son to go see it. He thought it was funny, so it was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a good old-fashioned family movie, but it was good. I liked it. And uh, it stars uh, Isabella Moner to get back to the Michael Bay connection. He, he kind of discovered her with trans- one of the Transformers films. Uh-huh. Um, and she, she gets nothing to do which in that. Fo- but I, which, she's in which Transformers she 5. In? She's in Transformers okay, 5. Which, I loved it, but <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to another person on the planet. Um, but I remember her she gets nothing to do in it but I was like she's like really good and she was like 13 when she filmed that and she's just like holding her own against like genuine actors and I was like I think she's gonna be like a star if she like continues acting and I I haven't seen Dora yet but I I I don't know I think she's one of the next big uh, Hollywood stars I I told Jean this about Tessa Thompson before Creed came out and Mm -hmm. I was right 
So I'm going to say it about her now too. And I, I think that's, that's, that's one of the next big steps for Hollywood. She's, she's going to rock this shit. But mm-hmm. anyways, I don't know. I just wanted to, to, to make another gamble here. On oh, that. Well, I do <laughs> love Tessa Thompson. So I agree. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I guess I have to watch Dora and the Lost City of Gold now. Because uh, yeah, yeah. you got like monkeys. <laughs> well, I won't. Uh, I won't yeah, remember. I gotta, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I gotta, I gotta see it. I like maps too. So <laughs> you like <laughs> map? Yeah. And um, I guess on on the last note here, uh, Felicia, <laughs> you are also a mother. And so, yeah. as a mother, how, what do you, how do you determine what you show your your child at a at a young age? Oh, um, determining. You know, it's it's funny because, and I feel like I'm I, I'm definitely going to sound like a mom saying this is uh, you know technology has changed so much. And uh, over from the course of when I was a child to uh, now he's a child. Um, And just I have streaming services on my TV. And, you know, if he chooses to watch Netflix or something else, he doesn't have to watch commercials. So, Mm -hmm. um, well, I guess on Hulu, too, for the kids shows, they don't really show commercials for anything. So it's really interesting to see that and he can just, he knows how to just navigate through everything and um, fast forward. Oh, let me show you this really quickly. And he'll just (laughs) rewind it and (laughs) press pause and like, Oh, I got to go to the bathroom and he'll just like, (laughs) (laughs) he'll go and he'll handle his business and come back. And I'm like, man, you had to wait for the commercial to come on to like watch this and and, like, wait, like, I mean, he doesn't have any siblings, but I had to be like, Okay, tell me when it comes back. All right, I'll be. And then you know your sister is calling you. Hey, come come over here. It's back on. Um, and if you missed it, you missed it. So <laughs> there was no like going back. But I guess determining um, what he watches, I don't. Um, like I said, uh, my my upbringing was definitely um, censored in mm-hmm. what I was allowed to watch. Obviously, like I mentioned, Harry Potter. That's just one example. Um, but I try definitely try not to censor too much. Obviously, everything should be um, you should take it into consideration as to whether or not you feel your child is prepared for it. But I definitely try not to censor him. He's seen all the Harry Potters with me. Um, so oh, that's nice. Yeah, he knows, you know, who the characters are and and this and that. And he really likes to get into to different things. And one of his I think one of his favorites still is The Nightmare Before Christmas. He absolutely loves it. And um, I know that's something that's on the dark, darker side of, of things. Um, so I didn't watch it until I was older, too. Um, and uh, I just I want to make sure that he has access to all of these things. And if something does come up, that he's allowed to ask a question about it. Um, I definitely like things that have like curse words in it. Like he's mm. words, he's heard those words before, but he knows not to say them or use them. And I think it's about providing the information rather than um, censoring like, oh, you just are not allowed to see it. And I'm not going to explain it to you. I'm not going to tell you why you can't see it. Um, I'm not going to mm-hmm. just say it's bad. 
and dismiss it because I feel like that was the answer that I got a lot of the time. Oh, well, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a, uh, you know, you, we just don't. We don't do those things. We don't watch those things. We're not going to be involved in those things because they are bad. And I never got an explanation for it. And if I asked why, it was like, well, you should know why. It's like, um, it's against God or it's against this or it's against that. And you should never be saying those words. And it was kind of like, well, why though? You need to explain it to me. So I definitely try to make sure that... um, if he says something that he's not supposed to and then he's heard in a movie, mm-hmm. I try to explain to him that there is a time and a place for that or there's an age that that's a, appropriate for that um, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, anything that comes up. I, I definitely try to make sure that I explain it my best. And he's really good about asking questions. He's very, very curious. And if he has one, he will ask me and I will definitely try to break that down for him I'm trying to make sure that I create that honest communication because Mm -hmm. if he feels like if he feels fearful of asking questions he's not going to learn anything or he's going to go find out from something or someone else and it might not exactly be the best information and I want to make sure that my job is to equip him with the best tools to determine what's good what's bad um, and how he wants to approach that situation. So that's kind of, and in television and film is such an integral part of pop culture. So everything that influences, you know, how he's growing up and what he's interested in and what he likes. Um, oh, another big thing that I do is uh, I definitely encourage like um, female shows typically mm-hmm. like shows that are that are aimed at uh girls so um he loves doc mcstuffins which is i think that is the coolest thing because she's like a, a a black veterinarian i thought that that was like awesome um such a good portrayal of a of a minority mm-hmm. and he really likes powerpuff girls he like yes! loves powerpuff <laughs> yeah it's uh, so, the, the new one, right like it's he wa- he's one. watched the old one and the new one yeah they have both of them on hulu so he's seen both of them he does nice. prefer the new one. Oh, um, well you know yeah can't be perfect. <laughs> yeah um i showed him the old one first definitely okay, um, good, yeah because i absolutely love that show like i'm, I'm yeah. through and through um <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, he definitely likes the show, and he prefers to watch it over some other ones sometimes. And I think it's because it's the superhero aspect. But um, regardless, I'm, I love the fact that, you know, um, and I, I just thought of this right now. It's a single parent. Like, it's the dad by himself. So that's really cool. And uh, it's three girls who are, you know, taking on crime and doing the best that they can. <laughs> so those are those are definitely the major things that I try to incorporate is making sure he knows that those things aren't bad being feminine Mm -hmm. is not a bad thing um and then also just making sure that we're communicating and asking questions and I'm trying my best to give him the information that I can I know that you know he's not gonna come to me for everything but I definitely want him to make I want to make sure that he feels comfortable 
with all of those things. So yeah, that's what wow. I do. That's, yeah. That was a very insightful <laughs> response, and I, I I am proud to know you and happy to call you a friend. That was very oh. yeah, that was very nice. Uh, yeah, I no, guess... that's uh, you no, know, that's some really great insight on just kind of like like what is parenting like right now, just in like with like every single streaming platform and then just kind of like having like all the, you know, responsibility to, to manage it, you know, would be fair to the, to, to your son. Yeah. Thank you. I try. Yes. There's a, there's only one question left to ask. When are you going to show him Steven universe? Because that <laughs> is maybe the greatest animated series of the last decade. No, no pressure, no pressure. You know, I've heard that from a couple of people, all being adults. Oh my adults. god, it's so good, Felicia. Yeah, all being adults with oh. no children. So I don't uh, have kids. I just yeah. watch it with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers um, in the I, comments. I haven't finished yet. So okay. Yeah, you should. No, I know. I've seen um I've seen it pop up. I think it is on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. It's it. I believe I so. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll search it on my TV and find out. Um, yeah. I'll definitely let him watch it. Um, I mean, if it is as good as you guys say it is, and he's probably not going to get all the things that you think are great about it, <laughs> but um, maybe I'll watch it with him. And, yeah, yeah. And we'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that, that might wrap it up for us right now. Uh, thank you so much, Felicia, for joining us. Um, is there anything else you, you'd like to leave us off with? Uh, anything, uh, anywhere people can find you online, plugs, anything you want us to check out? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dios de Adios. De Adios. Obviously, not a native Spanish speaker, but mm -hmm. I am the god of goodbyes. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, that's, <laughs> nice. A, good, that's a great handle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Link to uh, Felicia's link down below uh, on the, the SoundCloud and YouTubes. Uh, Gene, thanks again for joining me on this, pal. I can't wait to talk to you about The Punisher next week. Uh, uh, where can the people gonna find be, you? Going to be drinking while watching Are you? Punisher, not but, in the episode, uh, you're not? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Maybe before. <laughs> um, but you can you find can have, me We, we can have a beer while we're recording. We're not getting shit-faced, yeah. so. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. Oh, sorry. I was drinking my vodka. Excuse me. Anyways, you can find me. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me, of course, at the, the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get a bunch of stuff early, like some more happy Amblin episodes. I'm, I'm uh, spreading my hands like a rainbow right now. You can't see it because this is a non visual podcast. And because YouTube is bad. But on the SoundCloud and Spotify and the iTunes, I bet it's great because you can listen to us while you're driving or running yeah. and working out at home from the safety of uh, not the outdoors. Uh, so yeah. uh, be good to each other. Be nice to each other. Thanks again, Felicia, for joining us. Uh, wish you all well. Care of each other. Wash your hands. And we have been professionally unprofessional. It.